For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Live from WRAL News Headquarters in Raleigh, your number one source for local news. WRAL News, coverage you can count on. Our unseasonable heat continues today with some places in the triple digits. I'll show you when a cold front comes through to cool us off. Also breaking news, a man is in the hospital after a late night stabbing in downtown Raleigh. What police say happened near a bus station that left a man seriously injured? And the COVID-19 pandemic caused major disruptions in classrooms across the state. Today, we're going to get a better look to see if students are getting back on track academically from learning loss. And you may have a chance to see flamingos out and about here in North Carolina. Why people are spotting these birds much farther north than usual, including on the Outer Banks. Flamingos spotted in Kentucky, in Ohio. Yeah, I wonder what the wild horses along the Outer <laughs> Banks think of the pink visitors. Good morning, everyone. A lot to share with you on what's going to be a hot Wednesday. I'm Renee Chu. And I'm Jeff Hogan. Yeah, uh, the flamingos might like 100-degree temperatures, you know, warmer climates. They're used to it, yeah. We better like it because we're stuck with it. Elizabeth Gardner in the WRS Severe Weather Center right now with his muggy start again. It is. We take a live look here at downtown Raleigh, the legislative building. It's 74 degrees with a dew point of 71. And, of course, this 71 is way over here on the muggy meter. So it's a, it's a warm and sticky start for us this morning. Our temperature is some 60s up around Roxborough and South Hill. Most of us are in the low to mid 70s. 72 right now in Southern Pines, 74 in Durham, 75 in Fayetteville. We take a look at our hour-by-hour hour forecast. It's a quick warm-up to 92 by lunchtime and will likely hit the triple digits. The heat index will be up around 103, 104. Um, so not quite heat advisory criteria, but a very hot day. One more or two more of these, and then we'll start to see a cool down. We're going to show you the timeline for a front that'll also help to bring us a better chance of storms over the weekend. Speaking of storms, tropical storm Lee formed yesterday. It now has 65 mile per hour winds moving northwest at 14 miles per hour, likely to become a hurricane later today and a major hurricane overnight Thursday. Thursday night into Friday, category four potentially getting into early next week. And of course, you can see the trajectory here uh, towards some of the Caribbean islands. This is a look at the computer model plots. And some of those start to spin it up to the north. There's a trough or a front that is likely to come along and help to kick this away from the United States. It's not a, a you know, a, a, a promise that that's going to happen, but I'll show you the steering currents of the system coming up in just a few minutes. Brian? All right, 602 right now, and we are watching a crash in Durham. Some new information about this. It appears to be on Jones Sausage Road near the I-40 interchange. And we are seeing some delays through that area, working to pinpoint exactly which side of, of I-40 it is uh, there at the Jones Sausage exit, but expect some backups as you head through that area. This is not directly affecting traffic on I-40. As we zoom in there, the camera not showing any problems, and the sensors also are looking pretty go through that area. Also in South Raleigh, watch for a hit and run investigation still underway at South Saunders Street, right around the I-40 interchange. Elsewhere around the triangle, our major routes right now at least are in good shape. I'm Brett Neeson, the WRL Breaking News Tracker in downtown Raleigh, where police are looking for who stabbed a man near the Go Raleigh bus station on Blunt Street. 
It happened just before 11.30 last night. The man went to the hospital with serious injuries. Police shut down part of that station while they collected evidence and worked to figure out what led up to the stabbing. They say it's an isolated incident. I'm asking if they have identified a suspect. This investigation comes less than an hour after police looked into a separate incident at this same bus station where a man had a gash on his hand. I'm also working to find out if police know how that happened. I'll stay on top of both of these stories and keep you updated. Brittany, WRL News, Raleigh. In just a few hours, we will get a better look at how students are progressing in the classroom since the pandemic. WRL's Laura Levine joins us live with the outlook on these new test scores that will be released today and what they might mean. Laura, good morning. Yeah, Renee, good morning. The State Board of Education will meet at its headquarters here behind me on North Wilmington Street at 10 o'clock this morning. That's when we will get a better idea of how students are doing. If you recall last year, the numbers that were released were a true indicator of that slowed pace of learning since the COVID-19 pandemic caused some major disruptions in the classroom. In the spring of last year, more than half of students passed 11 out of the state's 21 end of grade or end of course tests. That's down from 19 of 21 tests in pre-pandemic years. The spring test scores of four North Carolina students released today will show if students are getting back on track academically. We'll be talking with experts about what to make of the test scores and about learning recovery efforts throughout the state. What we do know is state leaders have been optimistic that the test scores will be better this year. Reading scores for early grades have gone up, and most of the scores released today will be for higher grade levels from third grade all the way through high school. Again, those numbers will be released around 10 o'clock this morning. We're also going to hear from Wake County Public School leaders today on how they're going to address some of the needs here more locally. Laura Levine, WREO News, live in Raleigh. Bus drivers for Wake County schools can expect some extra cash in their paycheck. Wake County Board of Education approved offering annual bonuses of $1,000. This incentive nationwide, this comes as the statewide and nationwide driver shortages continue and they're affecting students with late arrivals to school, late getting home. The district's chief of facilities and operations says this is all part of an effort, this extra money to keep drivers from quitting their jobs. We lose a lot of drivers throughout the years. You all may have heard earlier today in the work session, maybe around five a month. And we're hoping this retention bonus will allow us the opportunity to not only get them in the door, but to keep them as well. He said the district's goal is to hire four or five new drivers per week through September and October. The new annual bonuses are expected to be paid out later this month. The Triangle's Asian-American community is remembering UNC professor Zhe Yen. Hundreds gathered for a vigil in Cary last night to honor his legacy and to support one another. The Chinese-American Friendship Association of North Carolina and North Carolina Asian-Americans together hosted the vigil at the Cary Arts Center. Yen was shot and killed on UNC's campus last week. Many who spoke at the vigil described him as a scholar, a friend, and a colleague. He was a major contributor to his academic field and a caring mentor to his students. He was a cherished community member. He was a loving son. A private funeral for Yen happened earlier on Tuesday. His family attended the vigil, but were not ready to talk. A GoFundMe has been started to help support Yen's two young daughters. The doctoral student accused of shooting and killing the professor has been formally indicted. A grand jury handed up the indictment yesterday, charging 34-year-old Tai Lei Chi with murder and firing a gun on educational property. He's being held without bond.
Happening today, a new major crackdown on illegal dirt bike and ATV riding that is putting drivers at risk across the triangle. This is an ongoing issue WRL has been following for a while now. The Durham Police Department will join other agencies, including Raleigh Police, to announce Operation Dismount. The collaborative effort will address illegal ATV and dirt bike activity. The announcement is at 1.30 this afternoon at Durham Police Headquarters. The search for a convicted murderer who escaped from a Pennsylvania prison is growing this morning. The FBI and Border Patrol are now helping Pennsylvania State Police look for Daniello Calvicante. The convicted murderer has been spotted in new images from a trail cam on the property of a botanical garden about five miles from the prison. That means he is outside the two-mile perimeter where authorities have been searching for days. That is a really scary thing. I mean... It just seems kind of hard to believe that he can just disappear, with, especially with all the cops around. Police say Calvicante has been able to avoid them in part because he is within a heavily wooded area. Some schools there were closed yesterday as the search area widened. Today we'll get new numbers showing just how much COVID-19 is spreading in our state. State Health Department of Human Services will release that new data about the virus at noon today. The number of people hospitalized with COVID has been steadily increasing for the past several weeks. And the amount of COVID particles detected in wastewater has been going up since mid-June. Health experts have been warning about a spike in cases because of a new variant that's spreading. Today, the state DOT will reopen Hillsborough Street in Raleigh to both east and west traffic, and that will allow you to once again make the turn onto Hillsborough from Blue Ridge Road. This closure is a piece of a much larger construction project. When it's finished, a whole new street will connect Hillsborough Street and Blue Ridge Road. NCDOT says the changes will make it easier and safer for both pedestrians and drivers and hopefully alleviate traffic. The goal has been to get that Hillsborough portion open ahead of the first NC State home football game. It gives pedestrians and, and cars a new way to go under the railroad. The work on the entire project is expected to take another year to complete. Coming up on 10 minutes after 6, new details this morning about the death of Bob Barker. His longtime friend gives new information about his final months. Also coming up, flamingos are popping up in very odd places. We'll tell you why experts say these rare sightings are happening in Elizabeth. These birds thrive in warm climates. They do, and they've come to the right place because we are looking at more heat today, 100 degrees. But a front will cool us down over the weekend. It's also going to bring us a better chance for storms. I'll show you how to plan around them for your weekend coming up. As you get into your car, tune to WRAL News Plus on your radio in Raleigh on 99.3 FM, in Durham 96.5 FM, and everywhere on 101.5 HD3. And taking a look at what's happening out there right now, temperatures are on the warm side, starting off in the mid-70s as you're heading out the door. We're looking at mainly clear skies, a little bit of high, thin cloud cover in a few spots. At the bus stop this morning, of course, it is warm. And the possibility of a little bit of patchy fog, there's just a lot of moisture in the atmosphere out there right now. If you're walking the dogs this morning, of course, it's uh, going to be a warm one today, too. Temperatures uh, by 8 o'clock, 74, 79 at 9 o'clock. And, of course, it's going to be a very hot day today. Temperatures climb up to around 100. You know, we've only had had 100 degree days so far this year that happened in the middle of August. Once we get past today, gradually our temperatures will begin to drop. And over the weekend, we're back to nearly normal with a cold front coming through. I'll show you the timeline coming up, Brian. 
613 Elizabeth, let's take a look at traffic. Watching this crash in Garner on Jones Sausage Road right around the I-40 interchange and looking at the sensor data, it looks like it's over on the east side of that interchange along Jones Sausage Road. So coming in from Rock, Rock Quarry Road back toward I-40 on Jones Sausage, look out for some activity as they work to get that crash with injuries cleared. Elsewhere around the Triangle, we're in pretty good shape this morning, not seeing any big delays. Want to head over to Durham, take a look at those sensors along 885, looking good in both directions between I-40 and I-885. 85, Jeff. Thanks, Brent. We're going to take folks down to Cumberland County, where a youth curfew is in the works in Fayetteville. The plan is now headed to a city council meeting for further debate and discussion. This all comes after last night's work session, where city councilors voted 7-2 to two in favor of advancing the curfew. At the heart of the debate was whether this curfew would help bring down youth crime or whether it would provoke unwarranted stops, especially to black and brown teenagers. Some council members say this is a good step towards reducing gun violence in Fayetteville. But a few of them also are sharing stories, very personal ones, about the impact of gun violence on their families. Meantime, others wanted the data to prove this curfew would work. A Durham man is facing several charges this morning after leading a deputy on a chase through two counties. 19-year-old Eric Reed is facing charges with felony, flee to elude, speeding, and reckless driving to endanger. The Wake County Sheriff's Office says a deputy tried to pull him over on I-440 at about 11 yesterday morning, but he did not stop. The deputy followed the car into Durham County, where the driver stopped in a neighborhood. Three people ran from the car. They were found a short time later on Whitesell Way off Hobson Road. And happening right now in the WREL Live Center, the United Kingdom wants to classify Russian mercenary group Wagner as a terrorist organization, uh, giving officials the power to prosecute its, me its members and also seize assets. Now, officials did put a draft order, order before Parliament, which will come into effect on September 13th. Once passed, the order will render it illegal to be a member or support the Wagner group and punishable by up to 14 years in prison. Now, of course, the future of this group remains uncertain, of course, after the death of its leader, Yuveni Brigosian, in a plane crash last month. New this morning, we now know Bob Barker died from the effects of Alzheimer's disease. That's according to a death certificate obtained by NBC News. Barker died August 26th at the age of 99. His longtime friend, Nancy Burnett, told NBC News Barker was talking and exercising regularly up until about the last two months of his life. In less than 10 minutes in What's Trending, we'll tell you how People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals is working to secure his legacy as a supporter of animal rights. Flamingos are showing up in odd places, including Ohio, Kentucky, and even right here in North Carolina. These rare sightings have become quite the conversation starter on social media. WRL's Ken Smith is here now to explain why these big birds are popping up here and in other states. Ken. So interesting, Renee. We're used to seeing flamingos in zoos or an animal sanctuary, not roaming about leisurely, right? Well, that's exactly what's happening in places like Kentucky, where a woman grabbed her cell phone and captured this video. Some experts believe the heavy winds from Hurricane Adelia diverted the flamingos, blowing them north across several states. These birds are native to Florida, the Caribbean, and other warm places and are not migratory, unless, of course, they get caught up in a hurricane, which makes these sightings so unique. People have been posting about flamingo sightings on social media. One man wrote, it was heart-stopping to see these birds. Also, nearly a dozen flamingos were spotted roaming the Outer Banks over the past few days, much 
alerts to the excitement of the local birding community. And we're getting reports from people in Alabama, in Tennessee, as far west as Texas, seeing these flamingo as a result of Hurricane Adelia. My goodness, I'm hoping that they'll somehow be able to find a way home, right? But yeah. next time you go to the Outer Banks and you see these, snap a picture. Yeah, no doubt. What exciting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, no flamingos to see here as we take a look at what's going on outside Goldsboro. Looking at the sun just beginning to light things up there. Um, Apex, Fayetteville, of course, our newsroom, and then, of course, Chapel Hill, courtesy of Top of the Hill Restaurant. We are looking at another hot day for us, near record heat, highs up to 100 degrees for today. We're looking at the potential for some weekend storms. That will come with a cold front, which should help to cool things down a little bit. We're also tracking the tropics, of course. Tropical Storm Lee formed yesterday. And that's where we'll start here. That storm in the 5 o'clock advisory, of course, moving northwest at 14 miles per hour. Uh, winds 65 miles per hour, and it continues to move uh, at a fairly rapid pace here. Uh, likely to be a hurricane by late today. And then by Friday, a Category 3 storm, then Category 4 into the weekend. And you can see it looks like it's going to skirt some of the big islands of the Caribbean. But on this path, of course, it looks like it's headed toward the United States. Uh, you can take a look at the model plots and notice toward the end of the loop, which is going to be next Wednesday, you know, full week from today. It starts to turn up north toward Bermuda. Likely this storm will end up somewhere between Raleigh, or between our coastline and Bermuda. There's a trough of uh, low pressure that's likely to develop here, and this would act to kick the storm this way. The Bermuda high here would kick it the other way, though. Most likely it's going to fit right between those two systems. Again, sort of the same position of Franklin just a, a week or so ago. Of course, if this moves a little bit farther to the east or farther to the west, then things could change a little bit. So definitely worth watching as it looks like that system could at least be off the coast of the United States. Here's one of our computer models, and you can see how by next Wednesday evening, that storm is well off the coast of the United States, but could be fairly close to Bermuda there. It's not the only system out there. We have another one, 60% chance that this one coming off the coast of Africa could develop right now. It looks like it would probably move out to sea. Here's a look at our cold front and overnight last night it produced some strong to severe thunderstorms you can see as it's moving across parts of the midwest that front will help to bring us a better chance for some storms later in the week this is thursday at five o'clock couple of isolated showers and thunderstorms we'll see a repeat of that again on friday we'll push that ahead and uh, start with some partly cloudy skies on friday and then in the afternoon and evening you can see one two o'clock a few scattered storms we'll see the same thing again on saturday and sunday with a 40 percent chance of a few isolated storms football friday it's going to be pretty toasty to begin with at around 91 at 6 p.m. But later in the evening, temperatures drop into the 70s. There will be a slight chance of a thunderstorm. And then on Saturday, Notre Dame plays at NC State at noon. Noontime temperature 83. And again, late in the afternoon, evening, there could be a few isolated storms. That front, of course, helps to drop our temperatures. We'll be back into the 80s, much closer to normal Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. But of course, we're looking at a, another hot couple of days. I'll show you the heat index for today and tomorrow. Coming up, Brian. 620, Elizabeth, and we're still watching this crash in Garner on Jones Sausage Road near the I-40 interchange. It looks like all of the delays are just east of I-40 there on Jones Sausage Road. So that ride coming in from Rock Quarry Road back toward the I-40 interchange. Just want to look out for those backups and that activity as they work to get that crash, apparently with injuries, cleared. On the north side of Raleigh, watch for a minor crash at 540 westbound at Litchford Road. I'm not seeing any delays now, but you could see some police activity there on that side of 5 40. Durham pretty quiet this morning as we take a live look at I-40 at 751. That trip out of Chapel Hill into South Durham seeing just a one-minute delay right now on 40 eastbound. 
Thanks, Brian. Our state is one step closer to happy hour. The new alcohol bill that's making its way through the legislative building and what it says also about space whiskey. Plus, a warning about the rise in RSV cases in the southeast. The advice for parents on how to keep your kids healthy. This What's Trending report, sponsored by Rug and Home. Such a big announcement from the Rolling Stones coming up in just a few hours. Brian Schrader here now with What's Trending. Hi, Brian. Hey, yeah. Mick Jagger and Jimmy Fallon shared this picture on Instagram. They are together in Hackney, London. And at 9.30 this morning, Jagger and the other Stones will live stream an interview with Fallon. And it's expected that they're going to be revealing their new album called Hackney Diamonds. <laughs> it takes place in Hackney, England, right? And which is at the center of this album talk. First one in two decades being released by the Stones. And Jimmy Fallon, he's right in the middle of it. It's so funny. I mean, the show is on repeat, right? Because of the writer's strike, mm -hmm. you know? So he's got some time to get out and about and do some other things. <laughs> Mick Jagger and the Stones, no slowing down. Love it. Still doing their thing, mm, right? Yep. PETA wants to secure Bob Barker's legacy as an animal rights activist even further. The group wants to rename, or wants the city of Los Angeles to rename a portion of Sunset Boulevard as Bob Barker Boulevard. It would be the section of the street that runs in front of PETA's headquarters, which is also named after Barker. Appropriately so, because Barker donated $2.5 million to open up that uh, location for PETA's headquarters. But you remember how he signed off every episode, have your pets spayed and neutered. Mm -hmm. They call him a national animal rights treasure, Bob Barker. He certainly was. Brian, mm -hmm. thanks. You can roll up your sleeve and help during blood drives at NC State today. The university staff is partnering with the Blood Connection for the drives. They're happening from 10 to 3. One is on main campus drive on the Centennial campus. The other is in the McKimmon parking lot on Gorman Street. Donors will get a $60 e-gift card as a thank you. April 3rd, 2024. That is the date Pinehurst number 10 opens to golfers. The first addition in years to the Pinehurst area right there. Pinehurst posted this video on their Instagram page yesterday, and those looking to be the very first to try it out will have to beat me to it. Uh, you can book your tee times right now on the website. It's almost time to kick off another NFL season, and you can see all the action right here on WREL. The defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs will host the Detroit Lions to get the season started tomorrow night. Pre-game starts at 7. Kickoff will be at 8.15. Looking gorgeous in Goldsboro this morning. Take a look at that sunrise. just starting to light things up. Of course, it's going to be a hot day today. We can see triple digits across the area, but I'll show you the timeline for a front. That'll start to cool us down. Coming up. A man is seriously hurt after he was stabbed at a downtown Raleigh bus station. Police are working to get answers after a violent night near Moore Square. And a new traffic pattern on Hillsborough Street opens today. How it'll make traffic for NC State's home opener this weekend a little smoother. Hey, I'm Tim Donnelly from 99.9 The Fan. And I'm Brian Murphy from WRL News. Sports betting is finally legal in North Carolina. Getting to this point in this state wasn't easy. How it happened is a backstory worth telling. And that's what we're going to do in a new season of our podcast, A Brief History of Triangle Sports. The podcast is out now. Follow A Brief History of Triangle Sports on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or on YouTube.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.